We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They traded uh, for Justin Fields last year. They traded up with the Giants. Got it. So the Giants last year, they wanted to take either... They wanted Devontae Smith. And then they flip-flopped with the Eagles. No, the Eagles and the Cowboys flip-flopped. And then the Eagles took him. And then the Eagles took him. And then the Giants traded out with the Bears. Bears take Fields. And then... Um, they took Tony. Par- Parsons. No, but and the Giants wound up taking ultimately taking Tony. Yeah, but that yeah. was... Okay, I was... What's good? Looking, looking out. Yo, come on, man. You have me looking whack. I'm ready for the desert. You ready? Yeah, Zona. Okay. How many rings? How many rings you got on? Just two. What's what's with the with the love for the rings? Come on, man. You know, it's it's an added element of being able to show your personality. Okay. Is like fashion and accessories. Yo, give me some, yo. I haven't seen you since the Super Bowl. I, no, think no, I mean, I, I've seen you since But we Super haven't Bowl, recorded like, anything. As far as this goes. Yeah, nah. But which, by the way, I mean, I did pretty well on some of those props that I had given out, which is awesome. Um, yeah, no, nah, it's been a wild ride. I love I love draft season. You know mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. But the NFL, man, let me just say something. <laughs> I, they, were, they were talking about before, I think it was yesterday. I was hearing rumblings that there may be, there may be more viewers on the schedule release for the NFL than the Sixers heat game last night. And if that was the case, and I'm not hundred percent sure, but the fact that that was even a conversation will further highlights that the NFL is in the penthouse and you know, every other league is still, yeah, you know, maybe one's on the 50th floor, yeah. right? One's on the 75th floor, but the NFL is still very much in the penthouse. I've seen some stuff about how the draft gets higher ratings in like game one of the NBA finals or, or like the Stanley Cup, all the games combined, like the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. That's wild, son. Like that's a trophy is on the line. Which is unfortunate because the NHL playoffs are usually the most evenly matched and mm-hmm. they're usually the most exciting just because there's so much parity in the league. You know, the sixth seed and third seed yeah. are not, you know, there's not a huge difference. 
you and know, they've also had the most like three zero comeback backs, victories. Yeah, and Ooh. also they've had eight seeds win the Stanley yeah. Cup. Where that's not gonna happen. Well, I remember in the, NBA. the year the Kings uh, they beat the Rangers. Yeah. Oh no, it might have been when the Kings another beat year. the Devils. Yeah, there was another year. But rest assured, it's happened. And your six seeds, your seven seeds, whatever it is. Um, so that's it's unfortunate, but I guess. You know the gist of of the of the story is the NFL is king and and yeah to your point they turned the draft into must see TV three days, uh, for 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 with all due respect and I love the draft don't get me wrong because I love talking about the guys it's all a crapshoot mm-hmm. so they're turning it into this big spectacle but you know the NFL is a twelve month you know league I don't. I mean, crazy. Yeah, you don't you don't got to sell me on the dropping, uh, you know, a crapshoot. I've always I've always said one of my least favorite things to do is like give out grades and all that. I yeah, feel, the gr- yeah. Yeah, there's been uh, there's been some like NFL Twitter. There have been these debates and I don't know how you feel about this, but do you think you have to give drafts like some people are saying, no, you don't need to give them two, three years. You could tell right away that that was the right selection. That was the right need. But I feel like that's not. It, like go back and just think of some of the takes you've had in the past or I've had or just anyone that you follow like oh this guy's a can't miss prospect and then they're out the league you know the Giants and Jets in particular we've drafted a ton of players that are not even on the team remember Vernon Goldston yeah how much of it is the player and how much of it is kind of the organization he was yeah. he was set up with yeah no I mean I hear you and I agree and I also do think there are these certain instances and situations where you hear players right like I think I think it was Rosillo was was chatting with Booger one day. This was probably months ago. And he was talking about, you know, has there ever been a situation where you knew, you know, heading into training camp after the draft, you know, he's like, did you ever know right away that this guy was going to be really, really good or this guy was going to be really, really bad? And he gave a couple of little tidbits of here and there where, you know, on day one, he knew this guy wasn't going to be anything. And I think that's an exaggeration. But I think, you know, as a professional athlete, you have – hunches and you you have these strong senses of uh, these urges and these feelings where you probably do know something that other people don't um so i don't know it, it's important to get these guys in your building and it's important to have a strong supporting cast um so i don't really know the answer but there are people who do think on on first glimpse they know what's going to happen and i don't know if i agree with it but they do believe that i wonder if booger mcfarland was on the colts team when uh Bill Polian was the GM because I've heard Bill Polian say that there's been times where they took someone in the first round and first day that they show up, they're like, damn, we fucked up. Booger McFarlane was used an example of a player from the Bucks. Mm. He said that the player was one of the most mentally weak players that he had ever not just played alongside, but was on the same team as him. He was this guy who played in a northern school. He came to Tampa and in the first practice, he couldn't deal with the heat. And that's kind of an exaggeration, but maybe that is like you're kind of – there's a real issue there, and it's kind of b- being highlighted by something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever it is, you got to show up in better shape or maybe that's a mental thing. The heat is a mental thing, right? Like if you're hydrated and you're taking your plays off, you'll be fine, right? Of course, there are extremes, but yeah, generally yeah. speaking, generally, if, if, yeah. you, if you're in a professional – on a professional team in a professional setting, they're the best strength and conditioning people there. They're making sure that you have enough hydration. And, and they, so is it a mental thing? Is this guy, you know, so I don't know, but I think that's interesting. Bill Poley, and he's, he's a veteran in the game, but he also thought Lamar Jackson should have been a wide receiver. Yeah. And, and <laughs> by the way, he was the only one that thought that. 
Yeah. But it became this thing where, like, not, you know, anytime Lamar, and there's going to be a lot of Lamar loving on this one. We're going to do some AFC win totals and kind of just, like, talk about the divisions and with the schedule. But back to Bill Polian, like, hey, man, that was the, that was the analyst that came out and said that. Mm-hmm. And then it became this thing that's been exaggerated so much where, oh, not bad for a wide receiver. Anytime, like, Lamar has a big game or he wins the MVP, even uh, Harbaugh has been, like, not bad for a wide receiver. It's like, yeah, I get it. But it is also, like, that was the only guy. Yeah. The, the knock on Lamar coming out of college was he was, a little, he was a little unknown. It was a little bit of an unknown. Yeah, he won the Heisman. But the transition into the NFL, what was that going to be like? Which was fair. But at no point did I think he was going to play running back or receiver. Yeah. That's you just know? old old dude talk. And it's crazy. The 2018 draft, the last two quarterbacks taken are the two best ones. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. My bad. Rosen was in between them two. My boy Josh. You know, so, 10? Yeah, he was 10. 10, right? Yeah. Bad call for me? Bad call? I don't Been know. On like it's, nine a crap different shoot. it's a crap shoot. It's a crap shoot. I think, but the Rosen story was just so interesting because of what it kind of, when we've discussed this, is what it, what it meant for the NFL. And I think there's some shifts that we could talk about, you know, that the draft highlighted and, and free agency highlighted. But I think that draft was kind of, you know, a tipping point in, hey, I don't care if this guy was just drafted in the first round. I want my guy. I just got this job. I'm bringing in my own people. With all due respect to Josh Rosen. And, and, and guess what? They turned it turned out to be the right decision. Yeah. So this idea of you know you inheriting you know a situation and or having being to, married to a player, being married to a player, yeah. Um, but I think kind of the shift with the wide receivers this offseason has been super interesting. Mm. You know, this idea of you know rather than maybe have three or four good receivers, let's go have two elite skill guys and those two elite skill guys will make those other two or three fringe guys better just because of the attention that those two are bringing. Um, and it's shifting away, right? Like why, why receiver was never a position that people paid up for? Like not really. Nah, but I think over the last, over like, the last five, few, six years yeah. with more passing, right? It's the same shit with like cornerback. Now you need to have like a, you need to have like four or five good corners. Yeah. Cause you're not just lining up with two wide receivers anymore. It's three, three. four, and these tight ends are receivers. Tight ends are receivers now, too. So you need to have guys that could cover. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, there's been a lot of wide receivers to leave and go, like, elsewhere. And, uh, you know, wide receivers that have had monster seasons after being traded in the offseason since 2015. Brandon Marshall. Jets. Yeah, 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns. Stephon Diggs going to the Bills. 1,535 yards, eight touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins going from Watson to Kyler Murray, 1,400 yards, six touchdowns. And then there's been Brandon Cooks, your boy. Brandon Cooks is your boy. Underrated career. Uh, Over 1,000 yards in all three seasons after being traded. And now we got Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown leaving. And we still don't know what's going to happen with Odell, Landry, Julio, and Sammy Watkins. Now, in some of those situations, the quarterbacks have been significant upgrades. Yeah. But then in some of the other ones, it's kind of been either the same or like, like less. I think what a lot of that what, what that comes down to is these teams are opting in to pay these guys, right? Or these guys are clearly saying, hey, we need a big-time receiver to, you know, put our offense over the top so you're voluntarily going out of your way to make a trade for this guy or give this guy the big contract of Mm -hmm. course i mean 
when you think about it, of course, in, in theory, they should be performing because you're putting a huge emphasis on this, you know, this person. Mm. So I, uh, I think it makes sense. You know, no one ever, no one ever pays a wide receiver and then doesn't throw the ball to him. Right. Like it, or, or no one pays a running back and then doesn't give him the ball. Yeah. It so, would defeat the purpose. Exactly. Um, but Adams, that was crazy. Just considering the whole Rogers off season, right? Just like you would think with all of the, you know, the talk behind the scenes of, oh, his weapons have always been below par. You know, if he does come back, you would think they would, you know, put the roll the red carpet out mm-hmm. to have as many weapons as they can for this guy to keep him happy. It's almost like it was his, the, his best weapon. Ever. It was literally the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, but we discussed this on the draft, on, on playback during the draft. They hit home runs in the second round. In the past, historically, yeah. Jordy, Devontae Adams, Cobb. Cobb. You know, Greg Jennings going further back too. He was and like I quick. think wide, wide receiver, and I think like this trend of taking wide receivers early is great. But for every great first round wide receiver that's been, there's been an equally great wide receiver in the second or third round over the last few years. Yeah, I mean, look, like look at um, Jalen Rieger, and then Justin Jefferson went right after him. Yeah. Look at Tony, and then you look at you know Jamar Chase, yeah. same draft class. Obviously, one went five, the other one went twenty. But overall, I, I think it's a position where you can. You can find good wide receivers. Now, there's so many. There's so many. Like, there's not a lot of Devontae Adams and Tyree Kills. That's why they're also making north of $28 million. But for the most part, I think there's a lot of depth at those positions. And there's different flavors, too, which is really cool. Yeah. I think there's a lot of different flavors with quarterbacks nowadays. It's like ice cream. There's a million different flavors for quarterbacks. But the same goes for receivers, too. Mm -hmm. I think uh, it's a cool period of time and, and... and, you know, if you have that quarterback on that cheap deal, it is the time to go spend up for some of those skilled guys to make him, you know, like just to jump on the Jets for a second. Like, I like what they're doing. They got a rookie quarterback, and they're just second-round pick on a running back. He was the best running back on the board. We'll take him. Who cares? We took one in the third round. We'll take a wide receiver 10, you know, even though we took one in the second round last year. Like, it's just put all of your chips on the table to make your young quarterback successful and so you can figure it out. And and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least you have those options there for someone else. Like, that's what the Dolphins are doing, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? They're surrounding Tua with a bunch of guys. And it's like, hey, look, if it doesn't work with Tua, Brady was supposed to come here anyway. So, yeah. I mean, look at what the Chargers have done. Yep. Look at what the Bengals have done. We, I mean, that's kind of one of the things that we've sort of carved out our own, like, name in is, as far as, like, what VM is and all that. Talking about, like, yo, haven't. Having a rookie quarterback, rookie contract for your quarterback, and and your quarterback being good too, right? Like, because there's been there's been quarterbacks on rookie contracts, i.e. the team that I root for, where it didn't matter, it didn't matter, and you go and you get a Galladay, you go and you spend draft picks on wide receivers and all that shit, but it don't matter because the quarterback has not been good. Yeah. So yeah, it's not it's not just having a quarterback on a rookie contract. You want to have the right quarterback on a rookie contract, and then from there, shit like Cincinnati could go down. Shit like. The Chiefs, when they went to the Super Bowl and won it, still a rookie contract with yeah. Mahomes. You could get Frank Clark. You could get Honey Badger. And then when you do pay them, you want to make sure there's no drop-off from them actually getting the contract. Like a Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they haven't won all those Super Bowls, but every year they're, what, an 11-win team at yeah. least? And also that's kind of what you pay for when you pay for an elite quarterback. That's also part of the gig, I think, is, hey, we'll give you $40 million, but understand when you're getting 20% of our cap, 25% of our cap, our team is going to be worse. Yeah. 
Like, well, that's what happened with Joe Flacco and the Ravens. Yeah. It was all sunshine and they rainbows. They won a Super Bowl because of his contract. Right. And, and then, then when they paid him, it was not as pretty. Yeah. So when you texted me earlier this week, I guess, mm-hmm. you were charged up over the schedule release. And I mentioned it earlier before about how I think the NFL has done an amazing job essentially creating all of this hype and 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 to your point you're excited about it all this excitement and hype over a schedule release and it like it gets you going Mm. i'm more of a draft guy but i think i don't know what is it i think i think it's the most important thing that the nfl puts out before the season actually starts of course because it's different than any other sport because there's only 18 games. Well, 18 weeks, right? So it means more that we know when you're playing a certain opponent. But when you're playing a certain op- opponent means the world. Because from a betting perspective, that depends on when I'm going to make a bet as opposed to when I'm not going to make a bet. And I think it's before putting any futures, uh, team futures, I should say, because... If I like Josh Allen to be the MVP this year, I'm probably going to bet him regardless because I know who they're going to play. But that's not going to really dictate too much for me. As opposed to the Bills to win the Super Bowl, I need to know the schedule. Because what do you think of the Chiefs this year, just on the surface, as we start diving into the AFC? Uh, I think they're going to be... Fine. In the, in the playoff picture, without a doubt. Right. They'll be fine. Yeah. So they're the favorite to win the division. They're one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Interesting. But they're also the first team in NFL history to start a season with eight straight games against a team that had a winning record the year before. Oof. So they have a tough schedule, right? They're a division, they're a division winner. So they play a first-place schedule. And it just so happened that those first eight games we've never seen happen before. So let's just say the, the Chiefs are 8-1 to one to win the Super Bowl right now. What happens if they come out the gates and they're three and five? And then like from, last year, like last year, last year was an, a beautiful example. Last year, though, last year was different because we didn't expect that schedule out the gates to be difficult for them. Got it. Okay. Right? Like they dropped the game to the Titans at home. You're like, who the fuck thought the Titans were going to be that good? But on the surface, with this one for the Chiefs, as you're looking at it, I'm saying to myself, yo, if they come out the gates and they are. Three and five. Right now they're eight to one. Maybe I could get them at eighteen to one if it goes the way I think. So I could get better numbers later down the road. Yeah. And also from the the one that was the most like the the craziest one that we experienced was that year that the Jets played all those quarterbacks to start the season. Remember, like the worst quarterback was Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Then it was like Breeze and yep. Manning and. Before you know it, Geno Smith and the Jets are one and seven. You're that like, was the last Rex Ryan year. Yeah, I think. you're like, yo, my season's done. It's over for me. Yeah. We're not gonna. It's actually now that I think about it, I'm thinking back to the Colts of last year. Remember the Colts had a brutal like first yeah. five or six games, and we all said like if they could be like 500 out of that first little turn of the race, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, um, it'll probably set them up for success. And look, they actually didn't you know, start off too hot at all. It was actually the opposite. They dealt with the Wentz thing and a couple injuries. Lo and behold, look what happens to them. So, you know, at the end of the season. Yeah. So, uh, and look, they went three and four last year to Kansas City in their first seven. Six of the first eight games are teams that made the playoffs. They're going to play Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, and Josh Allen in consecutive weeks. Now it's Matt Ryan on the Colts. Completely different team, too. Better offensive line. 
MVP candidate at running back, better defense. And now you're looking at it like, yo, you're playing really good opponents to come out the gates. So if you're Kansas City, and what about that division, bro? I'm surprised that they were the, the – are they a big favorite? They're plus 155 to win the division. So not too big. No. There's a team who the last couple of years have been like minus 130, yeah. minus 180. I, that division is tough. That division's a bar fight, bro. Not enough primetime games for that division. I, I, there, anyone can win that div- Anyone can win that division? I think that's fair to say, yeah. Think about it. The the Raiders are seven to one. And look and, at, and think about all the shit that they dealt with last year. And they made the playoffs last year. And they almost beat the Bengals in the playoffs. And they got better. And they got better. You bring back pretty much everyone that matters. You get Chandler Jones now, ap- opposite of Max Crosby. You get Devontae Adams. Yo, Adams, Renfro, and Waller. <sighs> And the running backs are no slouches either. Carr, you were giving his roses last year. You're like, yo, Carr. Yeah. Let's and also, let's just add one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Right? A guy who his scheme alone, you know, got people open. Yeah. Because Tom Brady is, is the greatest quarterback of all time, and he got them the rock. But when you think about the New England dynasty— Tom Brady was throwing the ball to a bunch of no-name guys who got open because of the scheme. And that's why the skill guys for New England were revolving doors forever. It's because they never really gave contracts out. Yeah. They gave contracts to Aaron Hernandez, to Gronk, right? But other than that, they didn't really give... I mean, your, your Amendolas who came out of nowhere. Yeah. Your Edelmans who came out of nowhere. But it's this idea of the scheme and the system will get our guys open. Mm-hmm. It's a revolving door. The pieces are interchangeable. Yeah. And, and he's been able to adjust multiple times. Like, it used to be the two tight end scheme. And then from there, it went to... The have right, running back, big running game. Yeah, or it went to dink and dunk, West Coast slants and underneath and bubble routes. So And then five wide. And Look, the Raiders, same with the Raiders. And we'll kind of touch on each team as, as we talk about this. But um, Raiders also, man, they come out the gates. Chargers, Cardinals, Titans, Broncos, Chiefs. With three of those on the road. So, like, it's going to be tough. You can't fall too far behind in that division also. That's another point. But, yeah, to, to me, man, I really think the schedule is super important for some of those reasons. Like, as far I know we just spotlighted two teams in, like, the AFC West. But to me, it's just it's so important because it's going to dictate so much of, like, when you should bet them. Yeah. Like, if I was to tell you, like, yo, would you bet the Chiefs now at plus 800 to win the Super Bowl? Or would you take them at 18 to 1 – around Halloween when they're three and five possibly or four and four and, and maybe their odds would change. Especially you gotta think of it like what if what if the Chargers at the same time are seven and one or Buffalo is undefeated and then you're looking at it like, all right, so it's not gonna go through Kansas City, which was a big issue for Buffalo last year, right? Okay. That game being played in Kansas City. You just start weighing some of those options. So I think I think to me, man, the schedule is super duper important, bro. You wanna jump in? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Uh, is there a certain division you want to start with? As we just do, you not want to do with the West? Yeah, let's stay with the West. Yeah, might as well, right? Since we're just talking about them. Uh, all right, Denver, ten wins. Let me ask you a question: Do you think all four teams can make the playoffs? Like, do you, do you think? I don't because I don't know if it's like statistically possible. So I want to just ask you that question. I think there's only one playoff team from the South and the East this year. 
Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think it's Buffalo, and right now, early thoughts, I would go with the Colts. You don't think Miami can push for a wild card? I think they could push, but if I had to, I'd say no. Okay. And then the North is, I mean, you want to talk about being complicated. Like, I don't know how you could possibly handicap the North division, in my opinion, because the Ravens, Note the season from hell. We always talk about it. They lost like 20-plus guys on IR. How many wins did they have last year? They won eight games, <laughs> despite all that. Yeah, I know. You know. They end the season on like a five-game losing streak. So you have that. Don't know what the hell is happening with Watson in Cleveland. Yep. I think he don't get suspended because their win total went up half a game. So to me, on the surface, I'm like, all right, for that not to go down, that means the NFL knows some shit where he might not get suspended. Yeah. And then that's going to open up a whole can of worms for a different conversation. And then the Bengals, I think there's going to be some regression. Because that's natural. That's natural. Young, They check all the boxes for a team that's going to regress, right? Uh, Super Bowl hangover. Young team. Now you're not flying under the radar. Yeah, yeah. First place schedule. There's a lot of shit. And then also got- kind of, I don't want to say fluky, but like... Everything went right for them. Yes. Everything went right. Yes. Like, a lot of shit was just falling in their favor. Yeah. You know, Lamar gets hurt. Big Ben falls off a cliff. Baker is a nightmare. Yeah. And then they were the most stable. And then even going back, you know, going really quick, going back to the Raider playoff game, mm-hmm. there are those instances as well. So, all right. Uh, ten, Russ, I guess it all matters about, it depends on what you think you're going to get out of Russ. Mm. It does. But here's the thing, man. It's it's such a different situation from Stafford going to the Rams than Russ is going to the Broncos because the Rams were making the playoffs all those years. And the with Goff. With Goff. The only thing holding them back was the quarterback, where Denver hasn't been in the playoffs in a minute. Yeah. And, yeah, they got a lot of talent. The offensive line is still a nightmare for yeah. Denver. And, yeah, I know Russ has worked with a lot of bad offensive lines. <laughs> But yeah, he got he got Sutton, he got Hamler coming back, he got Judy who you know has some shit going down with him who got arrested. He got Javante Williams. He got Javante Williams, and like yeah, they got some studs on defense. But also you factor in that division is so much harder now, and I just think that it's not the same. So to me, early, I think ten is a right number, but I would probably go under. Man, I wouldn't right be surprised. Now. I'd probably go under. Yeah, he hasn't been the same guy the last year and a half, Mm-mm. and if he's not. Two year ago, Russ, then there's no way they go over. Yeah. Right? So you're banking on him being the guy from two years ago. And you're also banking on the talent that they have to turn that talent into uh, production. Mm. Uh, so I'm with you. And with a stacked division with teams that have shown it already, you know, I, 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 I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I'd go under. Raiders are at eight and a half. The Chargers are at 10 also. And then Kansas City, the Chiefs, have a 10.5. So everyone is around the same. You have a 10.5, a, a 10, a 10, and an 8.5. Anything jump out to you as far as like that's too high, that's too low, that is right? What do you think? I think it's low for the Chargers. I think it's low for the Chargers too. Because I think on paper, they mm-hmm. have the best roster in that division. Mm-hmm. I think. Would you agree with me there? Oh yeah. Right on paper. Um, I think the head coach will learn his lesson. He'll learn from his mistakes. I always, 
I always tell people, younger people that I work with in life, yo, there's nothing wrong with making mistakes. I actually encourage you to make a mistake just so that you can learn from it. Some people learn different ways. Me, I learned from fucking up so bad doing something. I don't ever want to feel that way again or I don't ever want to deal with that again. You know what I mean? Like My you, high school coach always used to say, yo, don't yell at people when they drop a pass or they miss a block or they fumble because no one feels worse than the person that made that mistake. And it's so true. But it's, 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 that is absolutely true. But it's also, there's nothing wrong with making mistakes. Just use them as learning experiences. Now, you don't want to make the same mistake, mistake twice. 28 times. Or, yeah, you can make it twice. Yeah. It's just, exactly. You don't want it to be a pattern. And I think if he could go back, Staley would, would make a couple of different decisions. Mm. And I think he's going to learn from that. Uh, because, dude, you don't think he sees what happens to the Bengals? S- sneak in. Well, not sneak in, but to your point, the division's in shambles. Yeah. They surprise, and then they get to the Super Bowl. He probably was like, we could have done that yeah. if we would have just got to the dance. Yeah. So I think he's a little bit more conservative next year. I think inside the red zone he might be. Mm-hmm. You know, take those points. Cost him that game Thursday night football against the Chiefs, yeah. which ultimately ends up winning the division for Kansas City. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think he'll still be aggressive, like, fourth and four from, like, the 50. Like, you know, we're not it's, – it's that no man's land. Like, nah, we're going to go for it. We got a stallion at quarterback. Yeah. Let's go for it. But inside the red zone, maybe the first time you go for it, but you're not going to go four times in one game. And then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I just, that's 12 points I could add. Yeah. So – Chargers, um, Chargers, I, I think. I mean, Chargers. To have the Chargers and the Broncos at the same number to me – is uh now I I, I want to say this I'm a big fan of uh, Nathaniel Hackett mm. who the Broncos hired as a head coach mm-hmm. uh, there was all that speculation that maybe that's what would draw Rogers, Rogers there. there yeah yeah but but Hackett is uh, NFL lifer I'm a Jets fan I remember his dad being the offensive coordinator of the Jets um, so this guy's been around football forever and he's been around a bunch of different schemes forever. Uh, and the Broncos do some cool social media content where they, you know, they put the little iPad in front of him and he like is is, is explaining all of the plays and he, this guy has an unbelievable energy, great communicator. You could just tell. Um, and I actually think he was one of the reasons why maybe Russ was interested in going there, um, coming from Green Bay, learning that scheme, learning the schemes before, and his father, and and just growing up in the NFL. This guy is just has a has a pool of, of NFL knowledge. So anyway. Love what they did with the head coach. I wanted to just call that out. Um, but yeah, the fact that those two teams have the same total to me is a little crazy. Hmm. And, and and just to say, I think the Raiders at eight and a half is low. I don't know why I'm a little higher on the Raiders than maybe others are. Nine and eight? You know, they had a lot of things go their way last year. I know. They won all their games in overtime. They had a, a, a positive turnover margin. But I but that's not I think that's great quarterback play. That's fair. Like I you know I would like I wouldn't I think Derek Carr has earned that to the point where you could say like he's smart with the football. You know, he's not I don't know. You, you if it was a different quarterback who made more mistakes and you pointed at that situation and you said, Oh, you know, they had a great turnover margin. You'd say, oh, maybe that's a fluky season mm. because we know that quarterback turns the ball over, right? But I think at least Derek Carr has, has, has worked up enough cachet for you to say, hey, this guy, you know, he don't, he don't, he don't, he don't fumble the rock. 
You don't throw picks, but no, that's a that, that's fair. Ten and seven last year. They got in on the last last legs, last game of the year. Look, the this division, man. This division is like you know. I I really like the Chargers to. Right now, they're my pick to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, at this very moment. And everyone knows my boner for Justin Herbert and that offense, but I think their defense, what they did, is just like J.C. Jackson, number one corner available. Even if it turns out to be the right move by Belichick, right? When Belichick just lets guys go, a lot of times you're like, wait, why? Bill, what do you know? You start like doing deep dives into that shit. But they signed him. They get Khalil Mack. I love that they spent the first-round pick on another offensive lineman. Bolster that up. So last year, your first-round pick. This year... Your first round pick on the offensive line, you protect them. You got Eckler, you got Keenan, you got Mike Williams back. Who look? Did they overpay for Mike Williams? I feel like they did. Twenty he's, mil a year. He's a little injury prone, but Herbert took him to that level last two seasons to the point where they're like, "All right, man, as long as Herbert is there, it's not the worst." Yeah, like, and also he's still not getting paid what he will be getting paid in a couple of years. Right. And so you could pay a number two receiver that amount of money when your quarterback's getting paid eight million dollars. So the thing that that makes me a little hesitant on the Chargers is just how hard the AFC is in that division. Like that division is just such yeah. a bar fight, man. And they have no home field advantage. So it's like, all right, you're playing in LA. I wonder like if more people are like going to be fans. Because like he's exciting. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're on I wonder now. if if uh, to your point, maybe you know. To was it, when did they move in there last year or two years? Well, ago? last year was the first year that they played with at SoFi with fans. They've been there three years now. Got it. Because remember they were playing in that soccer stadium with like <laughs> Philip Rivers. Yes. And anytime when they played the Packers, you're like, oh shit, is this a Lambo practice? They're, in a, high, they're in a fucking high school stadium. Yeah, like why are there mad people? Where there? the one team, the buses broke down, and the other school, <laughs> they were all there. Yo, floor is yours. Where do you want to go next? AFC East. AFC East. He love it. Okay, let me ask you this. Who's the second best team in that division? Dolphins. Yeah. And I and you know me. You I'm a Patriots guy. New and I sat here with Allen last year. He got you that dinner yet? Nah. Damn. But he's he's offered. Like okay. he has he hasn't forgot about it. Okay, okay. That's a good man then. Um Bills are minus one eighty to win the division. Only Tampa Bay has bigger odds to win the division. Uh, I love what Buffalo did in the draft. Mm-hmm. Now, do we know if those players are going to pan out? We have no idea. But I like that they took a corner in the first round because they need corners, especially when you're looking at the AFC, how stacked even their division now. If Elijah Moore ends up being something, if Wilson ends up being something, you have Waddle and Tyreek. And then you look at the landscape of the AFC. You got a Devontae Adams you might run into. You got a Jamar Chase you might run into. There's so much talent at the wide receiver position where you need to have that. And then they also take James Cook in the second round, who he'll be their starter by like yep. week seven or eight. He'll be that guy like Javante Williams where yep. you're going to be like, oh, my God. Just well, give what are they guy, waiting for? Like, Yo, give him 20 touches and yeah. watch him just ball out. Um, Buffalo is clearly the favorite in that division. Yeah. But you would say Miami is second? I think so. I, uh, I'm i just a huge fan of, obviously, the defense. Mm-hmm. But now that offense is going to fire on all cylinders. Because so then you're, you're all in on Tua? No. Okay. I'm all in on the scheme, Mike McDaniel coming in, bringing the, sh- the Shanahan 
uh, ecosystem. He knows what works. Similar to kind of New England in the sense of it felt like at times in San Francisco, at times it did feel like interchangeable parts. Like the X receiver needs to be 6'1". This guy needs to be 6'2 and have good, you know, like it, like it, it feels like there's elements of that, but also you have studs now. Where in San Francisco, it was makeshift running backs. Granted, was, Miami may be a little makeshift in the backfield, but the receive, like Debo is great, but he mm. was kind of a, he was almost, almost created, right? In a way, by the scheme. Uh, Ayuk is nothing to write home about. Kittle came out of nowhere. Right, so I think a lot of some of those guys' success, unfortunately, you know, they, they're doing what they got to do. But I think a lot of what they're, a lot of that success has come from the scheme, and so now you have this this scheme that is bulletproof in a sense, and now you go and and, and supplement it with elite talent, um, at least at the skill position side of it. I think Gasecki's great. I obviously think Tyree Kill is elite, and if you heard Mike McDaniel uh, before the draft. Um, he got interviewed, I think it was by Levitard, and if I'm not mistaken, he said, who's the guy we should be on the lookout for going into next year? He yelled Waddle. He just kept yelling Waddle, Waddle, Waddle. Draft him in your – like he's saying draft this guy in your fantasy. And so I think the pieces around Tua are great, and I think the scheme will be enough for them to be successful. You know, So I'm, I'm just really high on Miami. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to disagree with that. Like, Waddle was a baller. I remember last year I was talking about, like, yo, he should be in the conversation for rookie of the year. Like, he's not going to win it, but I think we should at least acknowledge that he was having a monster season. By the end of the season, definitely. Yeah. And then you look at them just bringing in Tyreek, and I think they're going to – they'll get him the ball. We, we've talked about how <laughs> – They're paying him $30 million. They're going to get him the ball. Yeah, how we opened up the conversation with this pod. Uh, so Miami out the gates. I don't know if you saw this. But first four opponents, Patriots, Ravens, Bills, Bengals. Kind of tough. Tough first month. You're going to get tested. It's all teams that are expected to be playoff teams. I'm, are, how many of those are road games? Ooh, good question. Let me pull that up right now. And I'll tell you why. Talk about the weather? Mm. If you got to go to Cincinnati, New England, or Buffalo... If you got to go there, it's best you get your ass up there in September. Ooh. Okay, so they open up at home against the Patriots. Okay. At Baltimore, home Buffalo at Cincinnati. Okay, so at least you get the, that shitty Ohio weather out of the way. But then you go to Buffalo and to Foxborough in December and January. Yeah, Oof. those are going to be... I wouldn't little... be surprised if Waddle plays quarterback those games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really high on them. The defense, as as presently constructed already, has been really good. Mm. And I think... Uh, it's the 50-year anniversary of the perfect season. The, who... Uh, what's the dance? They all celebrate when the team... Yeah. They are still, it's like Mercury Morris, I think, was like the running back or some yeah. shit. They're, they're, they popped the champagne. <laughs> Their win total's at nine, bro. Over. Over? How many did they win last year? Hmm... Miami Dolphins in 2021, they were third, and they finished 9-8. and eight. Third place schedule, 9-8. And, and I'll eight. say this. I think the division, we know what you get in Buffalo. I think the Jets got better. Better? Now, look, they got better. I don't know if that means, you know, good enough to what? Is it possible to be better but win less games? 
based on your schedule, maybe. Because I, th- I mean, for you to sit here and say, or anyone to say that the Jets didn't get better from last year, you'd be lying. You'd yeah. be a hater or you just, you know, you're just being one of those guys. They've clearly gotten better. But last year, the Jets, they won four, they won games. four games. I think they're going to win minimum four. They're over owned just five and a half, right? Mm. And it's, it's minus 145 on the over uh, from what I'm looking at. Yeah. So and that means people are betting it to go six, over. Six, yeah. And I think, you know, that they won two games the year before. They won four last year. Six would be like a step in the right direction. Mm. I'm, I'm a little bit more optimistic. I think they can, you know, maybe win seven or eight. But um, as a Jets fan, what are you hoping for? What would be like this time next year? You'd be like, yo, you know what? 2022 was dope. I'm happy. I want to make sure that the pieces that have been drafted over the last couple of years, because we've done a lot of building through the draft, which is what every Jet fan wanted. We want to just make sure that those guys are on their path to like being, you know, getting re-signed on the path to being, you know, the the higher picked guys to being the stars that they should be, X, Y, Z. Uh, and then Zach, obviously, just making mm. sure you know that you have a franchise quarterback, you know, that you could build around, um, I think is key. And which is why I think they did a great job of, you know, receiver number 10, um, running back, r- the best running back on the board, who a lot of teams had as a first round pick. They took him right at the beginning of the second round, um, using all of those draft picks um, to move up and get guys they wanted. Um you're right. There's no denying. They've definitely got better. I'd um, have to I'd have to check, but I don't remember a team playing an entire division its first four games. They played <laughs> the entire AFC North, like off the bat. The Ravens are first, right? Home Ravens at Browns, home Bengals at Pittsburgh. It's so wild, and it's home away, home away. But playing the whole division, I'd have to like go back and dig. I well, feel like that's a rare thing to happen. Bro. I heard that when Brady unretired, they had to change the whole schedule. Yeah. Why? What do you mean why? Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Primetime games and shit like that. Yeah. What do you mean why? <laughs> Yo, you know they were fifty to one when he retired to win the Super Bowl? And yeah. now they're the now they're the favorite to come out. I don't know why NFC. and why are people this the the, the the Brady to Miami story was just not like it just got it wasn't as like exciting like, as people like I thought it was super fucking interesting. Yeah, bro. Like if Brian Flores didn't sue Brady would have been a Dolphin. And imagine him in the AFC also, son. Who would you pick to win the NFC then, bro? It doesn't matter. It's the AFC or the NFC. Because to me, me it was such a layup for him to come back and go to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Because the team is really good. The division is... mm, I'm being polite. And then you look... Green Bay's not the same team you're afraid of. Seattle don't got Russ no more. I don't trust Dallas or anyone in the East. The West, whatever, Arizona, congrats. We know what you are. Rams now, you got the bullseye on your chest. Are you as hungry to win? Because your plan was two years all in to win a Super Bowl, but you won it in the first year. So is that hunger still there? We don't know. It's hard to repeat also. We've seen that shit happen. You're looking at the NFC, you're like, yo. Cakewalk. Yeah. I'm going to breeze to 13 wins, probably. I also do think that there's an element of playing in the division mm. against Belichick. Ooh. You get to play him twice. You get to win the division. You know, like, I think there's that built in. Um, But I just think it's crazy, bro. Like, he, uh, 
and then now he gets the $375 million deal. The guy's never been on TV before. He's getting paid higher than anyone has ever been paid to do a job that he's never done before. We don't even know if he's going to be good at the job. <laughs> I will say this, though. From watching, did you watch any of the man in the arena? No. Have you watched him on the shop? <laughs> Real quick. Yeah. How, how mad is ESPN? <laughs> they did a 10-part documentary on the guy, and then he goes to Fox. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Damn. What a cunt, right? Excuse my language. Yo. Yeah, but are they pissed though? Because they just saved three hundred seventy-five million dollars. Well, this goes back to the kind of the thing that I brought up all the time. And John Skipper, the guy who used to run ESPN, and then he moved over to DAZN. And I agree one hundred percent. I don't give a fuck who is calling the game. Everyone's gonna watch regardless. You and I could be calling the primetime game on Sunday Night Football. And guess what? The same amount of people are going to watch. Yeah. Like, it does not matter who's in the booth. I have never in my life of sports cared who's calling a game. And I love sports. Yeah. And I love consuming them. And, and, and the argument is, yeah, but we're diehard fans. We're going to watch anyway. What about the mediocre fans who aren't really all in? Trust me, they're not going to put someone on the air that's that bad. Yeah. Like, that's an extreme. Like, you're making it seem like... Like, you gotta be a psychopath to be like, oh my god, I can't believe Drew Brees is calling this one. I think Brees is like the most vanilla, dull guy quarterback good. to transition. Not good, not good. But also, what are the expectations? You want everyone to be Romo? That ain't gonna happen, bro. Romo's amazing. Yeah. So if you think the bar is Romo, like, well, you better shoot a little lower. Yeah. But Brady, if they let Brady be himself a little bit, he's not exciting. He's not entertaining. I don't know, man. I disagree. Has he ever said anything that interesting into a mic? When he was on, uh, you know, LeBron does the yeah, uninterrupted yeah. the shop. When he was on the shop, he was interesting. But he also was able to curse. He had Draymond Green to play off of. They had a little back and forth. I got to watch it. It's He's he's pretty interesting when it's not the Belichick yeah. way, the PC. I'm very... You know. But he's taken some of that with him, though. Sure. Don't get me wrong. You're 100% right. Has, has he let the guard down? And has he been a little bit more of himself? Of course. But I still think, like, that's a part of who he is. Yeah. For better or worse, like, like, him not being outspoken makes him less exciting and entertaining. But guess what? He knows what he's doing. No bulletin board material. Yeah. yeah. You know, he knows what he's doing. They have a really more. good corner. Shit like when the that. guy sucks, yeah, he's going to go abuse him. He talks about that, too, on the shop. You got to watch it, bro. Yeah, it's on I'll YouTube. I'll send you the link after But anyway, this. I just going back to the last thing on the Miami thing is I just think that's super interesting that literally if a, if and, and that's case in and of itself is, 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 is crazy, right? The Flores lawsuit. But just think of the dominoes. If, if Flores never sues, Brady is a, is a dolphin. So anyway. The one that was weird for me as we wrap up the East is New England eight and a half. They won ten last year. What do you what do you think of that one? I think man? that is taking the division into consideration. I don't think New England got better. No, I don't either. And I think every other team, by either addition or by natural progression, will be better. The Jets with the with the additions and their team is young. They're banking on them being better. The Bills, same thing. Can Josh Allen get better? They made some awesome. I think they liked what they did in the draft. They're filling the holes. That team is pretty much set already. They'll get they'll get better. And then Miami additions. They're gonna get better. And I don't. And I think you know New England spent all that money last offseason to then draft a speed receiver when they had they gave Aguilar like three years. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really sure 
and it's so tough to criticize Belichick, right? Like they took the offensive lineman in the first round. You did you see the video of oh, McVeigh and, yeah. and Les Snead? I thought he was gonna be that one hundred and four. And I think that's a that's definitely a shot at like Belichick and that. No, movie. I, I think, think he so? was just genuinely Sh- surprised. surprised. Yeah, I can see that. Probably had a couple drinks too. Yeah, yeah, he's still on that Super one Bowl Razor, bro. He's still just living it up. So. That's a head scratcher, right? Because we talk about it all the time. We will never know who these guys. We'll never know what these guys are going to be. But you do know that offensive lineman that they took at twenty nine. If the Rams are saying he may have been there in the fourth, and this guy was saying maybe he was there in the third, could you have maybe traded back twelve picks and taken him? And you don't know if the trade is on the table, so that's right. always a hypothetical. But I guess it's just like, look, if you like a guy, take him. But just kind of make sure, you know, do your homework and make sure. So let me ask you this. how What's the grace period we give people that win? Because at what point do we say, yo, Belichick, you've had some rough drafts, bro. Yeah. You've had some really bad drafts that you're paying for now. But... How you started this entire conversation on the Pats. How do we criticize Belichick? How do we criticize Joe Flacco wins that Super Bowl the next five years? It was a nightmare for them. It's like, mm, you know, like you're making now $30 million when when you were a rookie and we had all these guys. It's different. And, and uh, So, like, what's the grace period? Like, how much, like, the Boston Celtics have been milking the 08 championship since then. Right? Like, Doc Rivers and all those guys. It's like, you know, Garnett, they're doing all these ring ceremonies. Like, every other time you watch the Celtics game. So like, what's the great? Like, how long do we give teams? Yo, Yankee fans are ready to crash into each other with the Yankees. They won like they won a hundred games a year, and yeah. it's like, oh, because they won championships, and like they won it in '09. That's an eternity for Yankee fans. Yeah, the Patriots have historically not really drafted that great, at least in the early rounds, mm-hmm. right? And I think to your point and my point, the success it it it, it holds the it holds the dogs off. You know, it holds them off. But if they don't make the playoffs again this year, you know, because well, people are already kind of looking at their draft. Um, well, know. they made the playoffs last year, but got thrashed. Yeah. I forgot they made the playoffs. Yeah, because you had Patriots plus four because you didn't think Belichick. The game was over after the first quarter. Yeah. I remember watching that game with Ralph at Rivercrest and we were able to bet and we like in-gamed it two different times like when they were up 21 we're like yo let's do it again hammer it and again. when they were up 30 let's do it again yeah so I don't know I just think the roster construction has been weird they spent all their money last year mm. some of those guys were impact guys but some of them weren't and so they got to figure out how to utilize uh, Mr. Tight end a little bit better. Not Hunter Henry, the other one. Why can't I think of his name? John Smith. John, they got to figure because they gave him all that money. And I'm not counting pockets. That's the last thing I'm doing. I'm not. I'm just saying. You're yeah. going to pay a second tight end X amount of dollars. He's got to produce. So, yeah. Let's go to the South. Jaguar, six wins. Why do I like it? What's wrong with me, bro? I like Doug Peterson. I love Doug Peterson. I like one of the 19 free agency moves that they made. <laughs> Christian Kirk was a head scratcher. Christian Kirk altered wide receiver markets for the rest of time. Because okay. that contract is what led to AJ Brown leaving the Titans. Teams not. No, wasn't. To... No, was he first? 
Nah, Christian Kirk went first. What about Tyreek Hill? Nah, Christian Kirk was the first one to get paid, bro. Tyreek Kill's like, yo, if he's getting 18, yeah, I, I, I need 30. Minimum. Can you blame him, though, too? Yeah. That's what's whack, bro. When you root for a team and another team pays, like if you have a wide receiver, right? Say Elijah Moore in three years is as like I was going to actually say, what if Garrett Wilson is like Jamar Chase? Yeah. Yeah. What if, what if he's a second coming, right? And he has three straight 1,500-yard seasons. And then right before he's due for a contract, the Giants just give Tony $22 million. You're going to be like, yo. And then Elijah, uh, Garrett Wilson's going to be like, yo, if he's What's getting going 20, on? I, need, I need Pat Mahomes money. It just so happened that all of them, I'm not sure if they all came up on deals this offseason. I'm not sure. But it was clear. I'm producing. I got to get paid. And what I thought was interesting was just like how – you know, the Kansas City just gets rid of Tyree Kill, and it's like, yo, they got a lot back for him. Like, I'm a huge I, – I know we're not on that division. They got a lot back. I love Sky Moore, who they took at the second round. I think he – from a wide receiver perspective, he could probably be their most productive wide receiver year one because I don't think they have much to write home about. No, but I think what that move does for them – I was looking you at some reset, of the contracts. You reset. Yeah, I was looking at some of the, like, the contract and cap situation for them. If you're paying Mahomes what you're paying, which you've already paid him that crazy like half a billion dollar yeah. contract, I think not giving Tyreek that money and signing Juju to a one year, signing MVS, it allows you to be able to retool year two and three from now. Whereas opposed to like, yo, Tyreek also, he's closing in on 30. Yeah. He has had no injury history, and which his, is amazing for him, but his skill set is speed. Yeah, so what happens if he loses a step? A step. You're right. You're so right. It's not so it, this move, a half a step. Yeah, and this move allows them to still be a contender despite yeah. losing a guy like Tyreek. Yeah. And you and you save and you and you shave some money. Yeah, yeah. So Jaguars are at six. Texans are at four and a half. The Indianapolis Colts are at nine and a half. And the Titans, who won twelve games last year, are at nine. I am ready to tell you right now. My absolute favorite under in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. The most disrespected one seed. They oh. lose A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, who we were slandering their wide receiver room last year if those two guys As ever is. went down. So now you lose both of them. Tannehill, who is just in shambles right now. He's super rattled. He's taking that playoff game on the chin bad. And I just think they check all the boxes for yeah. regression. Yeah, I agree. So nine wins where the Colts now, I think, are better. I think I think Davis Mills with the Texans. Can not make bad. Some, not, not bad, bad. bro. Uh, I, I take him over Daniel Jones. Davis Mills showed a lot of people a lot last year. Like, so, I, I like to say smart football people are saying Davis Mills is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? If Davis Mills, and I don't know what the Texans did in the later part of the draft, but I don't think they took a quarterback. I'd have to check. Um, Texans draft picks. While you're looking that up. Yeah. Um, nah, but yo, he's... They're going into the season, I think, with Kyle Allen, Davis Mills, and Kevin Hogan. I could be wrong. Kevin Hogan. Legend. That can't be right. No, nah, they didn't draft a quarterback. They didn't. And look, and it wasn't even a great quarterback class. But you got to think, 
That, like, yo, didn't the Patriots take a quarterback in the fourth round? And they and and yeah, yeah they took, took they took the kid Bailey Zappi from from uh, like Western Kentucky or some shit fourth round pick. They just took Mac Jones last year. Yeah. So I think as a Texans fan, damn, I'm about to ask you a question that's so unfair to the guys now because they haven't been drafted yet. But like, would Davis Mills be the number one pick in this class, knowing what you know now? Uh, Prob- number one quarterback take probably probably right. Probably. But I know it's not fair because like. Willis and uh, Pickett, we haven't seen him yet. At least with, Willis, uh, with with Mills, you've seen him in the NFL. You're like, yeah, you know, he 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 blew up all my Chargers tickets because they dropped that game as a ten point favorite in Houston, and he lit him up. Yeah, he had no, that one this... game against the Pats where he balled out also, and so the Pats came back and won that game. We're supporting cast. I think the Texans went over their win total last year, right? Um, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think they went over. I. I think they had... Or maybe a, went even? They were... Push? Last year was four and a half. Okay. They went four and 13. Okay. So they were right under it. I just think it says a lot. Because last year, that was the lowest win total like ever, ever for a team. Four and a half. I think it just says a lot about a team. About a guy. Mm. When the team, you know, is clearly rebuilding and it's like, there's... We, we don't... Like, he's not a Joe Burrow. He's not a, a Trevor Lawrence. Like... You would think maybe they take a quarterback at the end of the fifth round, fourth round, right. just like so it's it's a dark yeah. throw, right? Competition, whatever. Camp, no, they're, like they're going in with him. You know what I mean? So I think that says a lot. So I'm with you. The Jaguars thing is interesting because the, it was so bad last year. Urban Myers kicking his players. He gets fired. They're getting sued. Did you hear that? The kicker, right? Yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a source. Source. I have a potential scoop. Oh. So, Urban Meyer uh, kicked Josh Lambeau, and basically, you know, uh, not, not exact quote. You know, I'm the head coach. I can kick you. I can do whatever I want. Whatever. Uh, the B- Jaguars and Urban Meyer are gonna be in a law. They're already in a lawsuit, or they could be in a lawsuit in regards to like him wanting to recoup the money he was owed for his contract. The Urban Meyer contract was big. Yeah. Right? There's some speculation that the Jaguars told Lambo to sue them, win a two million dollar lawsuit against the Jaguars, so that in turn them winning. That lawsuit will help them win the Urban Meyer lawsuit, which is for much more a larger sum of money. Oh shit, that makes sense. Keep your third eye open, man. Wow. Keep that third eye open. So it's like we'll take a two million dollar L to avoid losing fifty 50. million. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would do that too. Well, so stay scheming, man. <laughs> keep Let's that third eye go. open. Let's go, uh, Colts. Before we go love to the it. north. Love it. Love Colts? Matt Ryan. He has a lot more in the tank. And I'm sure Allen can speak to a lot of it. Colts are interesting, man. Over is nine and a half. They're minus 130. Slam. Last year, the Colts won nine games. And we talked about the brutal schedule to start. They dropped their last two games also. What, the Wentz mistakes? Terrible mistakes. Yeah. What game was that where he threw the pick and then the fumble? Against the Titans. Yeah. The fadeaway left-hander. Mm-hmm. 
and then they dropped the ball as a 15-point favorite against the Jaguars. Yeah. So, I early, this is very early. I think the Colts win that division. I like their win total to go over. And I think the Jags can make some noise, man. Did you hear the story of uh, Matt Ryan, the, the Matt Ryan-Colts meeting? Mm. You can't prepare with some stories today, son. So, uh, the Falcons tell Matt Ryan, hey, we're kicking, we're kicking the tires with Watson. Mm. Matt Ryan says, you know, he, you know, while he was a little disappointed, he understood, you know. Um, and so with that, he told the team, he goes, hey, you know, if this is the case, you know, can we start, you know, maybe looking for some other opportunities for me? Lo and behold, the Watson thing never comes to fruition, but it's almost as if the damage was done, right? He takes, so that he gets set up on a, on a Zoom call with uh, Chris Ballard and Frank Reich out of, from the Colts, GM, head coach. Mm-hmm. They get him on the Zoom, hour conversations, talking about what they did right, what they did wrong, being very accountable for some of the mistakes they've made, excited about some of the cool things that they've done. Anyway, he was sold after a quick, not a quick Zoom call, but he was sold just based off the Zoom call, and then and the move happened. Um, and, and you could argue that's a top seven defense. Granted, they lose their coordinator, who's now the head coach of the Bears. Matt Eberflus, who I loved. Um, but I think a lot of those pieces are in place for them to just be as successful, if not more. Uh, and I think it starts with the quarterback. I think when you have a guy in the locker room who's won an MVP and he's been to a Super Bowl and almost won a Super Bowl. And think of the trend of the last couple of years, guys leaving their teams, going to new places. Yeah, I know it's extreme examples, but it's like Peyton Manning found success. Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with the new teams. Yeah. And especially when it's an upgrade, I think that's significant. And they talk about, and and then in the interview, they're asking him about, you know, the offensive philosophy and the scheme. And and he said, you know, when Peyton Manning, when Peyton Manning was a free agent shopping himself around, you know, some of the, you know, the conversation will come up, you know, so what kind of an offense are we going to run? And some teams would push back and be like, no, we're going to run this. We're going to run this. And Denver basically said, we'll run whatever you want. Yeah. You're Peyton Manning. Yeah. And I think some of what got Matt Ryan excited about going to Indy was they were very open-minded. He has been in a Shanahan scheme already. He's been with Arthur, uh, Arthur Smith. Uh, he's had some interesting coordinators and he's been around for so long. He's like, look, I love what they're doing, but he also thinks that I, he also believes and they agree and they're excited about it. He could take all of the shit that he's learned and bring it to them as well. And so it can kind of be a joint offense. Some of, some of what kind of Frank Reich has done with in, uh, uh, some of what Frank Reich has done with Philly, some of what they've done with, with Indy, obviously, and then what Matt Ryan has done over his career. So it's really cool to see kind of what the offense is going to turn into. I'm all in on the Colts. I think the division, I, I'm, I like them. I'm with you. I like them a lot. I'm with you on that, man. I and feel indoors, like, real quick, yeah. for, the, for Ryan. Yeah, 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 for sure. So. Yeah, that's a hell of a point because he spent his whole career in Atlanta, which was in a dome. That's a strong. That's a strong case. Let's uh, end with the North. Um, and for the life of me, I don't understand what 
sports books are doing having the Browns as the favorite. I think if you do anything in the futures market on the Browns, you are a square better. I don't think it makes any sense. I think it's a bad investment. The Browns have a win total. Last I checked, nine and a half wins. Some places it's moved to 10, which was what I was referencing before about Watson, I think might not get suspended at all. Or maybe it's a very much reduced number. Or maybe it's like a two to four game suspension where the early indications were six to eight. If you're trying to find the Browns on your sports book as you're looking at this, you're not going to be able to because it's off the board. Yeah. Some places are off the board. They're plus 185 to win the division. They're 18 to one to win the Super Bowl. I cannot put my hard-earned money on anything that has to do with the Browns. I'd more, I'd rather put my money on them winning the Super Bowl than the division. <laughs> because if it works, if it happens, Watson's not going to play. I'm thinking of it as them winning the wild card and them going on a run because Watson missed the first six games of the season. That's an interesting take. I didn't it, think of that, but that I, I hear what you're saying. If it makes they sense. can hold the four, three and three, whatever it is, two and two, until he's back, then they make a run. Maybe they can't win the division, but then guess what? You know, they're because if you would have said you put Deshaun Watson on this roster and you guarantee them 17 games, would you say they're the favorite? Because hmm. I think they're it's a good roster. That was a long, healthy pause there in between. That I know. Question. I would say no, man. Okay. You know who I would put the favorite? Steelers. No. No? Pittsburgh? Baltimore, bro. Let me just tell you something. Pittsburgh. Pickett, you're on the Pickett bandwagon? I like Pickett because he's seasoned. He's like 23, he's seasoned, 24. But I think. Is it possible that rookie Pickett is an upgrade from yes. last season? Mitch ben? Trubisky is an upgrade over Ben Roethlisberger. Regardless of who plays quarterback for the Steelers this year, it's an upgrade. It's night and day. Yeah. They're going to be able to actually throw the ball down the field. Pittsburgh has a win total of seven and a half. The Ravens are at nine and a half. The Bengals are at 10. I agree with you about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh also is the biggest long shot to win the division. How many win games did they win last year? They won nine, nine, <laughs> seven, and one. Yo, they're 11 to one to win the North. It's kind of wild. They made the playoffs last year. They, they brought back everyone but Ben, right? And they do work with rookie quarterbacks. He took what to this one? Didn't didn't Ben take them to the Super Bowl? No, that's that the second title year. game. Second year they went rookie. to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but and they look, went fifteen and one his rookie year. That's a different coach. Yeah, but I think that organizationally, there's Pittsburgh is is one of the best one of the best run organizations. Yeah, when you're good at drafting quarterbacks, you don't draft them often because. You don't need to. You don't need to. Yeah. And they're great at drafting in general. Wide receivers. They took line. another one in the second round. You know that dude's going to be a gonna problem. Be yeah. I think the quarterback play is really going to elevate them. And I think Mitch Trubisky, don't call, call me crazy, but I think with what he can do in the run game with his legs, and, and Pickett can move as well, I just think there's going to be a, a, a major upgrade, you know. And you know what you get with Mike Tomlin, man. Yeah. I can't believe they much. went 9-8. and eight. If, if Pickett... Nine seven and one. Remember they had the tie against Detroit. 
I'll tell you this. If Pickett can't win the starting job from Trubisky, that's a red flag. For Trubisky? No, no, no. For Pickett. I don't think so. I think it is. I don't think so. He, I think Mitch Trubisky's fighting for his life. I actually think... If Trubisky can't win the job... That's a red flag. Because think about it. I have five years of red flags with Trubisky. What do I need to worry about this one? Yeah, but I think... I as a, as a, I'm not a, a Mitch Trubisky guy. Like, I'm not a big fan. But it's hard to say, like, he was set up for success in Chicago. Like, that offense was terrible. Nagy was gone. Like, I don't... I think he there's more like I think there's more meat on the bone for Trubisky whether whether he's a great starter or even just like one of the worst starters in the NFL. I do think he is a capable starting quarterback. Like I think he could be a starting quarterback in the league, even if he's like one of the worst. And I think Ben Roethlisberger last year was like, I'll give you that it's it's probably an upgrade. I would make it an upgrade. Over Big Ben because Big Ben was just shot. They couldn't they couldn't throw the ball down the yeah. field. Think about that as a defense where you don't have to worry about going behind you. Everything is in front. I would make Baltimore the favorite. And the reason why is they lost both Humphrey and Peters. They signed Marcus Williams. They spent a first round pick on Kyle Hamilton. And they had 20-plus guys on IR. The Ravens are plus 210 to win the division. The Ravens are probably my favorite long shot to win the Super Bowl at 25-1. to 1 Okay. Because I think Lamar is playing on another prove-it it's another proven season for Lamar. He Lamar. hasn't signed yet. He hasn't signed yet. Everyone else that he's grouped with has signed extensions. Except Baker. But he's surpassed Baker. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. talking I about like the class. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, um, Deshaun Watson even. Like, you know, they're, they're a year apart from when they got drafted. And then you're looking at, you know, Joe Burrow comes in, lights the division in the league on fire last year, and he's already surpassed. He's like, dude, I want MVP. I make the playoffs every year that I'm healthy. What are we, what are we talking with, about? With limited. Yeah, what are we talking about? Like I'm, I'm dope as yeah. fuck. Where's my extension? Don't forget. So now, yeah, y'all must have forgot. Now I think of it like the Ravens are the best bet of any fourth place team to win the division. Remember every year yeah, there's a yeah, team that goes yeah. from worst to first. They're going to get so many players back. They're going to play a fourth place schedule. Yeah, prove that's a good it point. Here, like I think this is they have the season from hell, bro, and they just check all the boxes. They win ten games every season. They check all the boxes. I'm fading the Browns because I just don't know about Watson, and I don't care that he didn't play last year because you could just chalk it up in your head mentally, like yo, he got hurt in the preseason, and like that's why we didn't see him all the last year, right? Like last time we saw him, he had a career season with the Texans when they were tanking. Yeah, right. Like they were awful. So with Watson, I'm just. Putting that away, and the Bengals check all the boxes for regression. First place schedule, Super Bowl hangover, young ass roster, not sneaking up on anyone. To me, this is Baltimore's division. So, in in regards to the conversation we were having just a little bit before about the Browns being the favorite, who would you put? I would put the Ravens. Yeah, and that's and, fair, just because they've we've seen them do it. Yeah, and their win total for Baltimore is nine and a half. I think this is an eleven win team. With uh, 
Because it, you're not going to have the same amount of injuries. Like, you just had that. It's not going to be like that. Yeah. And, and maybe it will happen to some other people. Last thing, at least on this division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another theory that the NFL, mm-hmm. as a collective, is pissed off at the Browns. And that's why no one wants to trade for Baker. Because they know... And, and this is like a long shot, and I'm just saying this for entertainment. But... Hear me out. They're pissed about signing Watson? Not only not just signing him, but they gave him the largest contract in NFL history, all guaranteed. Fully guaranteed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other teams are looking at the Browns like, you fucking cocksuckers. Yeah. Not only did you fully guarantee the largest contract in NFL history, but you gave it to the guy with all these the sexual assault allegations yeah. against him. You f- motherfuckers. You know what? Now you got to sit with Baker. We may want him, but you know what? Just to make your life hell, you go figure it out. We're good. Enjoy that in the locker room. Every team wants to make their t- team better. I'm, I'm, I'm. This is entertainment, but there is like an element of <laughs> do, do they want to fuck the Browns over? Because that contract fucked a lot of other teams over. Hell yeah, man! You don't think it's made it more difficult for like Lamar Jackson contracts to be negotiated or Kyler Murray, who's another guy who who's on the docket to get extended? Yeah. It's crazy. If you had to pick one team's total, whether over or under, that you like the most, which one would you say? Like, uh, call it like a best bet. I have mine. It's Tennessee under nine and a half. Colts, I think nine and a half minus one thirty. Wow, same division. Same division. And if you had to pick a fourth place team from last year, you got Jaguars, Ravens, Broncos, Jets. I gotta ride Ravens with you. Super Bowl hangover. Rookie potential rookie quarterback in Pittsburgh. Despite all of that, you know the spiel that I just went on. I think ultimately you are correct. If you remove one thing, Hollywood is that a big deal? I think they're they're banking on Bateman to take a big step up. Rashad Bateman is good. Hollywood is very fast, but yeah, man, Hollywood. And we'll talk about Hollywood when we do the NFC. Yeah. Um. But, yo, there's rumblings that he wasn't happy because he wasn't putting up the numbers. And the reason he wasn't putting up the numbers was because of Lamar Jackson. So Lamar Jackson can go on Twitter and tweet what the fuck all he wants. If if, if, If the guy you're upset about leaving didn't want to be there, why are you getting upset about it? Yeah. One of the reasons he may not have wanted to be there was because of you in Arizona. Yeah, but Hollywood also, you know, he's injury prone, doesn't play often. He drops passes. He's an undersized wide receiver. That's a he's fast as fuck. I don't think like I think the Ravens won that deal. Oh yeah. And I think the Cardinals though. We'll talk about it. I'm gonna mention it in five minutes from now. But that's a move where it's a it's a it's a make good with the quarterback that you're beefing with right now. That's his boy from college. That's his boy from. Um, I think that was his roommate at Oklahoma. Yeah, they were best friends. They they were at the Suns game together. So it's, in Dallas. Yeah. Like they went to Dallas together. So they're they're like boys, boys. So. Right. Interesting, man. I'm excited. This gets me pumped. Yo, football's right around the corner, bro. I mean, it's always around the we're, corner. We're we're halfway between the Super Bowl and and like week one, pretty much. What's interesting is there's a lot of free agents left on the table. Yeah, there are like solid ones that will come in and make an impact. Like you could argue the free agents left on the board will make more of an impact than the rookies that were drafted. And I'm surprised. So I think we'll see what happens, kind of, you know, with, with the next kind of dominoes to fall because the draft will dictate now those remaining free agents 
and Baker. That's an interesting story as well. So we'll see, man. Odell, Bradbury, Clowney, Melvin Ingram, Gronk. Though he'll probably end up in Tampa Bay. Akeem Hicks. Will Fuller. Eric Fisher. Julio. Julio. Yeah. All right. So go to Indy, bro. Go to Green Bay. Indian. Go to Green Bay, bro. You know, Green Bay was the home of the Julio. Julio That's when he went off. That Monday night football game, bro. He had like 13 for 256. Just, he made money that night. We all did. And that was when Danny Danny was playing someone in the fantasy playoffs. He, he needed like 42 from Julio. He got 43. <laughs> you know, imagine, bro. I'd cry. Oh, man. Hey, this was fun, dude. You're going to stick around for the next episode. Yes, sir. But for those of you listening to this, it's at Veterans Minimum where you can find everything for the show. If you're a member of the Patreon, get in touch with us. We're sending out merch over the next couple of weeks. To all members of the Patreon, depending on the tier you were in, is the kind of merch you're going to get. Because I've slacked on creating the content for the Patreon, but I want you guys to know that you're not being taken for granted. And we appreciate everything that you're doing for us and the money that you're giving to the show. And hopefully this could be a way of giving back to you as well and uh, fulfilling some of the perks and requirements that come from the Patreon and being a Patreon member. So. It's patreon.com slash veterans minimum. I will not say the P word again because I just said it like nine times in, <laughs> in four sentences. At Nick Day is 10 as you can find me. At veterans minimum as you can find everything for the show. And then I am PY7.